0: This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to live as a person of faith, and a culture against faith. So let's talk about eating disorders. Let's do it. Um, first, because we've been doing this, uh-huh. uh, we haven't recorded in a while, actually, so how have you been? And it's in the morning right now, so I can't really ask how your day's been. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, that's the deal. We never get the luxury of recording in the middle of the day. We're always mm-hmm. recording, grinding late at night. Yeah. Um, now, truth is, we are doing this on a Saturday, so <laughs> <laughs> once again. Uh, but it's okay. We love what we do, and mm-hmm. we're grateful to all of our listeners for allowing us to do this. Yeah. Um. Love you guys. But uh, I've been good. Good. Uh, I've been really good. Um, I feel like my mental health, my spiritual health, and my emotional health, and my physical health are in better places than they've probably been in years. Yeah. Um, Each of them, even at separate times. No. um, My physical health probably hasn't been this good since I was – in high school? Yeah, or, or first out. Yeah. My, my sophomore year of college.
0: Oh, you were playing basketball
1: all the time. I was playing basketball and uh, was trying to get a scholarship offer for basketball. So I was working out all the time. I was in really good shape. Um, but I I mean, I wasn't even 20. No, I mean, I'm 28. And that was eight years ago. Yeah. My physical health hasn't been this good in literally almost a decade. Right. Um, Mental and emotional health leaps and bounds. A hundred thousand percent better. That is not good. I didn't figure it would be good. (laughs) I did not not figure it would be good.
0: Our sister left it here. and uh, Yuck. Yeah. It's. It's one of those healthy coffee drinks. <laughs> it's just not good.
1: Yeah, yuck. Well, and it's French vanilla flavored. That doesn't bother me. That's just not good. Anyways, no, sorry no, to no, interrupt not you. I'm a huge vanilla coffee flavored person. But yeah, so I, I am doing really good.
0: That's good, man. I'm glad to hear it. I also am doing really good. Um, I actually think I have to concur that my mental and spiritual health are in a better place than they have been in years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'll just be honest and vulnerable. I, I have had a hard time. Um, I went through a really bad breakup mm-hmm. um, at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't really get an opportunity to deal with it. Um,
1: like just, beca- just process and get closure. And- yeah, just
0: because there was so much other stuff going on, yeah. right, that um, I was focused on those things and kind of pushed to the back of my brain. Yeah. And I never really dealt with it. Um, and here we are now. Um, I guess, I don't know when this episode's coming out, but like, uh, uh
1: this episode will come out mid August.
0: Okay. So it's early August now. Mm-hmm. And, um, all it's actually almost been a year,
1: almost to the day,
0: almost to the day. It's yep. almost been a year. And feel like uh, a
1: month shy of it being to the day. Uh, no, not even, uh,
0: Five days will be a year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been tough. Um, and I finally had a really big realization the other night. I say the other night, a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, where um, I was able to get closure. Mm. And um, I'm able to enjoy... My singleness now, mm. and that is the first time that that has ever happened in my life. Wow, um,
1: <clears throat> praise Jesus! Yeah, it's just
0: like the restoration of God in that mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. I had so much pent up, uh, negative emotions, depression, anxiety, all those things just started rearing their ugly head. Yeah, um, and for the first time, I can actually say. I am genuinely happy with my life in every area.
1: Well, what did we just literally say 20 minutes ago for us, yesterday for our listeners on A Closer Look?
0: God fully restores. Well, trauma life takes.
1: life comes from pain and trauma.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. The experience of pain and trauma gets us to life eternal.
0: Yeah. And It just, it took me a while to process and, and just kind of have some conversations with the Lord in which there were some, there was some screaming and some tears and all all the hard stuff. I get that. Um, But here I am and I feel great. I'm, I'm happy. I'm good. And you know, um, that's what this podcast is about though, or at least this series um, is we all have those things. Yeah, we all have the trauma, the 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 things that we're struggling with, and this is the place to talk about it. Yep. And for us to remind you, and me and Cullen are both examples sitting here in front of this camera that God does restore those things. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes time and it's hard. Yeah. But it does happen.
1: Yeah. I I guess I realized it about a month ago. But honestly, I think for most people, I've lived enough trauma for more than one lifetime. Mm. And I'm only 28. Yeah. But like, honestly, on this side of it, I don't know that I would want it to go away. Yeah, because it's made you who you are. Well, not only has it made me who I am, the trauma and the specific instances of trauma that I've personally been through have given me an understanding of grace and love that I don't think I would have without them. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it when, when <laughs> I genuinely say pain and trauma yield experiences of life eternal. I believe that because I'm a walking testimony of that.
0: Yeah. Well, absolutely. But we're 7 minutes in. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, haven't talked about uh Well, actually
1: I mean that is a good setup because why why do people embrace eating disorders?
0: Could be a number of things, but most of the time it's trauma, Dealing right?
1: with pain and trauma.
0: It, like it's I mean that was my first point actually. Um,
1: I didn't actually even know that yeah. we didn't go through your outline.
0: Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's not my first point, but, um, generally it comes from pain in life, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that's a traumatic event or, or something to that nature. Right. Um, right. <clears throat> but eating these disorders, Boiled all the way down essentially affects how you see or feel about your body. Mm -hmm. Um, and it can be where you feel underweight, overweight, or even you can feel this way even when you're at the healthy weight. Mm -hmm. Um, all those sorts of things, it, it can show up in a number of different ways. Yeah. Um, but, um, Lots of times eating disorders go undiagnosed um, mm. because, and which is so crazy because that's one of the things we talk about the most, right, is eating disorders.
1: Is it really? We
0: talk a lot about eating disorders.
1: Okay. Um, Can I jump in and ask a question? Sure. Assuming that y'all talk about it the most is because it probably has one of the highest volumes.
0: Well, we're going to get there. Okay. Um. So, the reason it goes undiagnosed is because lots of times people feel like just general willpower Mm. should be, you should be able to overcome it. Oh, okay. Which, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say, that's nonsense. Yeah,
1: well, none of that Um, kind of will it away or pray it away stuff ever works.
0: No. I mean... Unless you are dealing with the root issue, whatever caused your eating disorder, it's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. You're treating symptoms. You're not treating the disorder. Yep. Um, just just like with all this stuff with COVID, right? People are throwing antibiotics at it and, and ibuprofen, but really the only way to really treat it once you have it is the antibodies. mm mm-hmm. Um, you're treating the symptoms, you're not treating the, the virus, right?
1: And um, which, which is also a, like, if you just think about it from a, like a biological standpoint, that's a really terrible thing to do because the symptoms are actually your body's attempt to fight the virus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your body actively trying to do what it needs to do to survive,
0: it hurts and it's uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, but
1: it's like it's, it's what your body feels it needs to do to survive. Yeah. In the same way, and I say this all the time, when people are dealing with immense pain and trauma, they feel like their only goal is just to survive. Yeah. So treating the symptom is you only treating the thing that you feel you need to do in order to survive. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is a really terrible thing to do.
0: So we have three general types of eating disorders. Um, anorexia.
1: Okay. Bulimia.
0: Mm-hmm. And binge eating disorders.
1: Um, I got a question when we go through those. Okay.
0: So anorexia and bulimia, bulimia are generally used interchangeable by uneducated people uh, or people that are aren't educated on this topic. In the,
1: in, yeah, in the truest sense of the word, ignorant. They just yeah, don't they know. They just don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but they're very different. Um, Correct. Anorexia, a lot of times, we were talking about this before, and you said, like, well, they just don't eat. And I was like, well... Don't
1: eat near, they, near enough. They severely they
0: s- limit the amount of food that they yeah. eat because they feel like they're overweight and they want to lose weight. Um, people with bulimia have the same body image issue and that's where they overlap. But the difference is, is you go through stages of binge eating and then purging. Um, so yeah, that's where you get people making themselves throw up. Yeah. Um, And then binge eating disorders kind of speak for itself. Yep.
1: Um, So my question was specifically about binge eating disorders. Okay. You've been to Europe. Mm -hmm. You've lived in other countries. Yes. You've seen Americans. Yes. And you've seen a lot of other cultures. Yes. My suspicion is that more than 75% of Americans are probably overweight. Of those 75%, A close to majority probably have some kind of binge eating disorder Mm. um, as evidenced by the massive gluttony that happens on November 24th every year and then prided in every pulpit that following Sunday.
0: Uh, Good thought. Uh, Worth some some digging. Um. If
1: you would go find some studies to look on that and tell me if I'm right or not, I would appreciate that.
0: Yeah, all right. Uh, uh, send me a text or an email about it, and I'll do that for you. You got um, it. Because I will forget. If you, <laughs> just being honest. Yeah, well, um, because
1: especially for me, because at the time of this recording, it hasn't come yet, and it will come in two weeks. But I haven't, I haven't written the story for the Bread of Life series yet.
0: Mm.
1: A legitimate need with an illegitimate means. Mm. I'm curious.
0: Um, yeah, I will, uh, I'll do some research for you. Thank you. But it can look like a, f- a few different things. These mm-hmm. eating disorders, they can look like dieting, fasting, dieting or fasting.
1: So when you say fasting, not mean, like spiritual fast. No, no, no. I know. But yeah. Do you mean like the pursuit of intermittent fasting or just fasting? Fasting in general. In general. Okay.
0: Um, and then... Uh, binge eating also, right? Um, And I was kind of trying to think about a way to line them up for you. Um, Binging obviously lines directly up with binge eating disorders, right? Um, But dieting for me seems to fit more with bulimia.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, I mean, if you think about it. Because of the purging element?
1: Because of the purging element. Yeah, I could see that. I
0: I don't think that this is one-to-one. Yeah. um, But... And then fasting with anorexia. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I could, I could, I track with all of that.
0: Logically, that makes sense. I track that. I don't think it's that one to one that simple. Well, it's, yeah, but,
1: maybe not that cut and dry.
0: But if you're going to try to line it up, that's probably the way you do.
1: Yeah. Um, I get that.
0: So going back to when you were talking about large amounts of people mm-hmm. 30 million people in the U.S. or approximately. Thirty million people
1: that we think have some kind of eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Well, that's nowhere near the number I was coming up with because no. that's only ten percent of the American population. Yeah,
0: but it's still a large amount, right? Well, I do um, know that
1: there there is a statistic that says about seventy percent of Americans are obese. Yeah, uh, or overweight. Maybe obese is not the correct term, but overweight. But I don't know if that's operating off the BMI or not. Because yeah, I, I think the BMI sucks. Yeah, it, um, but yeah.
0: Um, but
1: 30 million people, that's 10% of the American, or almost 10% of the American population of, like, legal voting adults. Right. Or 330 million, approximately, well, legal voting adults.
0: This is also including um, uh, people under the age of 18, too.
1: Oh, this uh, is even, I don't know that number. I don't know how yeah. many people are in America <clears throat> but at, at even that level.
0: The, the reason I think it's talked about so much is because, it's the thing that still has stigma, right? Mm-hmm. But it is a thing that is just generally talked about more, right? We we talk about depression and anxiety a lot, right? Yep. Um, but because eating disorders seem so just common, it is a thing that we talk about a lot just in general, right? Yep. As a society, yep. not necessarily like on the clinical side, there are people that specialize in eating disorders, for sure. Yeah. But just generally in society, it seems like we talk about eating disorders a lot. Yeah. Um, and so 30 million people, approximately 20 million women.
1: Ooh, yeah. so it is massively. Significantly higher. In favor of women, uh, statistically.
0: Statistically, between the ages of 12 and 35.
1: Oh, and young women.
0: Before Yikes. you're even a teenager, typically. Yikes. Um, and then that leaves approximately 10 million men. Um, and that's something that's not talked about either, because typically when we talk about eating disorders, we think women. But, like, men can be affected by this, too.
1: Well, isn't, um, it, isn't it very revealing about our American society and culture that that's what we've done to our young women? Yeah. When in other cultures throughout history, the epitome of beauty in women was visually healthy looking women. Mm-hmm. Like during the Renaissance, you know, there's a lot of jokes about it on TikTok, but like genuinely the epitome of beauty was what would now be called overweight women. Mm-hmm. Because it was a sign of wealth and beauty that they could feed themselves at the rate to look that way. Right. Um, I think it says a whole lot about American society that we have led approximately 20 million more than 10% of the um, biologically given gender of females. hmm um uh, a complex about the way they look. Yeah. It says a lot about the damage that our society does to our women.
0: Absolutely. Um starting so young too. Yeah, at 12. Um sad. Yeah. So, moving, that was actually a good segue because we're moving into cultural stereotypes now. Um <clears throat> this is something that like kind of had to be talked about because um this is a big problem with eating disorders um white women who are showing symptoms um of eating disorders are diagnosed much quicker than um minorities and I think that that's just generally true in all instances, but, like, we see it here in eating disorders
1: a lot. Like, statistically and clinically, that can be proven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The, I believe you, but I don't know why.
0: Well, because your physician um, generally just has, like, this stereotype that Like, I mean, that's, that's just, I mean, that's just a black woman. Like, what do you think? Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, That's, um, that's, so, that's it's just so
1: an- awful. Well, it's just another, f- like, it's just another BS throw at racism. Yeah.
0: It's ridiculous. Man. But the, the deal is, is that eating disorders are r- r- roughly the same, no matter your culture. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're about equal. Statistically, Statistically about speaking, equal
1: cross yeah, okay. gender, well, no across, across uh, cultures, culture, yeah, cultural barriers, yeah.
0: Generally, they're they're about equal, right? Do you
1: have a stat for cross socioeconomic lines? No, I
0: don't. Okay, because um, was going that I was, would be interesting. Well, I was okay. gonna
1: say, I wonder if you know. Well, I don't know. Just logically, I would think it might be higher in low income. Logically, you would
0: get there, but like I don't know if that's actually true.
1: Yeah, um, we'll have to look at that off camera, and maybe, yeah, I maybe mean, we'll but, record another insert here.
0: Well, no, no, no. We can do this real quick because remember that stat that we were talking about before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just in American society, we see uh, racial minorities um, on the lower end of the SES. Yep. Um so um, and they have higher rates of bulimia and uh, binge eating disorders, so yeah. it might actually be the other direction. the other way hmm.
1: yeah, I don't know, so
0: um also, I found this incredibly interesting and just made me so sad. LGBTQ individuals are actually more at risk for bulimia starting at age 12.
1: Yeah, that actually doesn't shock me either, especially since the higher rates of control, possessive, and domestic violence in LGBTQIA plus relationships. Uh, so that that that's that didn't actually shock me that much. I hate it. Yeah, it made me so sad. But it like, didn't shock me that yeah. it existed.
0: Um, and then obviously, like we have some co-occurring disorders here with depression and yeah. anxiety. Um, as well as substance use disorders. Yeah. Um, but fundamentally, we were talking about this yesterday on a, a closer look. Some, no matter your situation in life, um, Jesus restores, mm. right? Mm. You were created in the image of God, mm-hmm. meaning you were created perfect your image is the way God intended you to be. And we were talking about, you can probably explain this a little bit better than I could, but we were talking about before we started recording that it's eating is a part of participating in the image of God. Mm
1: -hmm. So we're told in Genesis one that God made them male and female. He created them. In his image and likeness, he made them. Um, and it was good <clears throat> that the creation of humanity in God's image and likeness was good yeah. and very good. Um, and then there are two follow-up commands that I think directly contribute to participation in the image and likeness of God. Well, the very first command is to be fruitful and multiply to embrace sexuality and the way God intended it to be embraced for the procreation and further making of God's children mm-hmm. for the furthering and the development of humanity. Those whom God loves. And then the second is to take care of what God loves. Including His God's you. second command is about them having dominion over the earth, and then being able to eat. Up, oh, it's noon.
0: Hmm. Time for noon prayer. Time for noon prayer.
1: Um, God's second command is to give them dominion over everything on the earth, and to eat of any plant or seed yielding fruit. Um, Men, women, gender fluid, gender binary, whatever, non-binary, whatever you identify yourself as, I want you to know that you are beautiful Mm. and God thinks that you are beautiful. And to embrace and participate And the divine is to embrace the beauty in which God made you and to care for the person whom God cares for. God cares for you and wants you to care for yourself because he wants a lifetime of fellowship with you. He wants a lifetime of care and compassion and kindness and comfort with you. And he made you exactly the way you are. And he, I just believe this to my core, that he wants each and every person to know that you are loved, that you are beautiful, and that it's his desire that you participate in the divine to the fullest extent capable on this side of the Parousia.